the kill, and Warner wins the set. Fade away by Moores. Welcome to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. No matter the sport, it's difficult to repeat championships. You'll see the teams win maybe two, maybe three in a row. There are a few exceptions where a team dominates their sport for a few years. But how about dominating a decade? Maybe make it a little more than a decade. Today on In Play, we feature the Sturgis Scoopers Wrestling Program. Scoopers placed second as a team back in 1991 and 98 and 99 before winning six team titles, three state dual titles from 2002 through 2010. The coach, Steve Kessler, joins us on In Play. Steve, you graduated from Sturgis, but when did you get the love of wrestling in your blood? Uh, it was early on. Uh, I had an older brother. I had two older brothers, but uh, the one, uh, the middle one, I'm the youngest of three. Uh, the middle one wrestled, and uh, so I was in, you know, around it, and uh, it was kind of uh, one of those deals where I was seven or eight years old, and you know they had a few little AAU tournaments, and and my dad just put me in it. So mm. it was probably about eight years old. I started getting in it and was in it ever since. You didn't try any other sports before wrestling, and found out that maybe you just weren't good at that, and decided, hey, I'm pretty good at wrestling. I'll do that. Uh, I don't know about that. I, uh, we were one of those, you know, our, my childhood was, was playing all kinds of sports. So, I mean, that's all we did as kids. And so I, I don't care if it was from ping pong to wiffle ball to, <laughs> to touch football in the street or to wrestling to whatever. I mean, we just changed shoes to the next season and that's just kind of the way it went. But my winter season was wrestling. What was Sturgis wrestling like before you became the head coach? Um, coach drone had been here for, um, quite a while. I mean, when I took over, uh, I think I want to say coach drone was here for 21 years. Um, and he coached my oldest brother. So I, I knew him as a, as a young, young kid. And, um, he was hard nosed, uh, worked kids hard. Um, you know, and, and we, we probably just didn't have a youth program, you know, things were still somewhat in their infancy of, of wrestling. Um, I think back at when I was a kid going through, we only had like two or three tournaments to go to. And then it was off the districts, regions, and state. Well, now, I mean, it starts back in December and these kids wrestle both, you know, maybe a Friday night deal and a Saturday tournament and a Sunday afternoon tournament. And, you know, these kids could have 80, hundred matches in before their, their, their region starts. And that just wasn't the way it was for us. And so, a lot of times a group of kids that got together where like your older brothers wrestled or just somehow there was a tie-in like that. And there wasn't a, a huge youth program, you know, when I was a kid growing through, but it developed uh, while Coach Strong was there and while I was kind of away going to college and things like that, a strong youth program then started. Did you ever think, though, that you would be coming back to your alma mater and being the head wrestling coach at Sturgis? Well, it's interesting, Craig, and I'm going to say that I'm one of those very few. I still tell this story to my freshmen. I, I teach a lot of freshman classes, and I, te- and I tell the story, and I remember this vividly. I was a freshman in high school, and our English teacher, first day at the end of the hour, whatever, she asked us to write down what we wanted to do in life. 
you know, what, what did we want to become? And I actually wrote down that I wanted to be a head wrestling coach. And in parentheses, I put Sturgis <laughs> and I handed it in. And I still remember who it was. It was Mrs. Munt. And she called me back to my dad, her desk. And this is what she told me. She goes, well, you can't just be a wrestling coach, which at the time offended me. And she said, you, you need to be a teacher. And then, you know, teacher and coach that usually goes together. That's kind of how it all started. But seriously, I, I was one of those few people that I knew I wanted to be a coach. What were those previous years at Bonham before Sturgis? What, what were those years like? So when I got to my graduation time at NSU at Northern, I was looking for head wrestling positions, and there was only two open at the time. Um, it was, the Lennox job was open that fit my teaching. Um, but I really want to believe that maybe there was only two head positions even open when, you know, that spring that I was graduating. Lennox, I think, had an opening, and uh, Bonham had an opening. <laughs> and uh, I ended up uh, choosing Bonholm, um, or I, I guess maybe I got the job offered to me at Bonholm, and then that's that's how I got started there. Who were your mentors in coaching, and what did you bring from them to your coaching philosophy? Well, I tell you what, you know, you, you can even go way back, and like maybe the reason that I wanted to become a coach is. I remember my dad telling stories, and I don't know if you know this name, but we, we had Buell Woodle was our was the coach back in like the fifties, like when my dad went through. He was, you know, and back then, if you were a head coach, you coached football, basketball, and track. I mean, you were the coach, and Buell had some great track records as far as winning titles. I mean, you know, he took Sturgis to, anyway, my dad would talk very, very highly of him when I was just a youngster. And I even got the opportunity to play like golf with him when I was like nine years old, 10 years old, you know, when Buell was in his seventies. And I just remember the total respect that like my dad had for him and talked so highly about him. And then you move on, you know, I mean, I got, I think I got that. I got that vision of, you know, coaches were very influential people and people really respected them. You know, I think I, I learned that at a very young age. And so it drove me towards that. Now, as far as like, who were my mentors? Hey, it was many. Um, I didn't read a lot of books as I was growing up as a kid, but I would read books on coaches that were successful. Hmm. Vince Lombardi, Bobby Knight, Lou Holtz. I don't care. There was a reason they were successful. Of course, Dan Gable. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And then as I went on and I, when I first got into coaching, you know, uh, who were the ones that were winning all the time? Marv Sherrill, you know, Bobby Hirsch, uh, Steve Peters, uh, Andy Tate, you know, all those type of guys, I wanted to be around them and I wanted to ask them questions and get everything I could from them. And of course, you know, I took stuff from my own coaches, coach drum, coach Fran Hummel at Northern, you know, and you, oh, yeah. well, you there's just, some names there. You know, you just bits and pieces of things that you like and you, you know, ask the right questions and they tell you things and you say, well, they're successful for a reason. I'd listen to them. So you get to Sturgis in about 95. Uh, you, you play second in 98 and again in 99. What was it like just coming up short of a state team title, even though Sturgis really hadn't been there a lot in, in its history? 
Well, being competitive nature that I am, you know, of course you're trying to, I mean, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to win titles, you know, or you're thinking you are, that's what you're trying to do. And, and we had some really good teams. And like I said, when I got here, they had a strong youth program coming up and, you know, it was run by great people and, you know, you surround yourself by good people. And we, we were taking runs at it and it was fun. It was fun. Uh, to, to stay hungry and, and, and keep digging at it, you know, and yeah, we come up a little bit short. Um, and, but it, the fire was there, you know, to continue this um, because we got a taste. We were up there, we were up there banging, you know, banging towards the top and trying to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, we ran into it when I first got there, I think Mitchell was going through there for yep. four feet, you yep. know, yep. Um, and we're trying to chase him down, you know, but that's great, you know, and, um, and then Watertown yeah, got top. in the way one year. <laughs> yeah, and of course those good teams, and you know those teams that were up there, and and uh, and those that's just kind of the, they're setting the bar, and you're trying to chase it, and it was fun. You know, you look back, and you had some great great kids, and they didn't ever experience a team title, and you know you wish that for them, and we had teams that were close, and um, but I'm I'm going to tell you that it's not easy to win them. You got to things got to go very well for you to get it done well things started going very well for sturgis wrestling uh once 2000 hit specifically 2002 that first title the first title for sturgis uh, defeating watertown the team that had beaten you the year before did you know in 2002 uh that you thought you know this is a team we can compete we can we can win this thing this year yeah we did so we actually we came off of the the dual title in 2001 we won the duels. That was the first year, the inaugural year of the of the duels was in 2001. And we actually won that. So we actually kind of got it. We we had a team title there in the duels. Um, but then the next year, um, had a lot of kids coming back, was senior loaded. Um, and we actually won both. We won the duels and, mm-hmm. the, and the actual, you know, the tournament. And, uh, yeah, that was a very, very special year. Um, had some uh, – uh, a lot of senior leadership, and not only that, but I'm going to throw this out there too. Coach for 31 years, that was the only team that I had was also academic All-State. So I was senior loaded with a lot of very intelligent kids, <laughs> studious kids. And I think back at that, I was like, boy, that you know, I, it was easy. I just blew the whistle and got out of the way. They made you look real good, Steve. Yeah, uh, you done right they did. <laughs> you done right they did. And the special thing about that 2002 year I remember that was so amazing was the second day of the state, or this is the individual, the second day we had 19 matches in that day, and we went 17-2. and two. We lost the very first match of the day. Um and we lost the very last match of the day, and we won 17 mm. in a row in between that. That's just unbelievable. At the state tournament, where everybody's you know pretty equal and stuff, and we went 17 and two on day two. That was crazy. Sturgis did some great things in 2002 or 2005. That was the beginning of the the three-peat, and then what winning in five and six in 2007, 2009, 2010. But 2005, I think, is going to go down as one of those that an unbelievable championship for you. You didn't have anybody in the finals, and you still won the team title. How did that happen? Well, and that just goes to show you the team concept that these kids bought into. And, uh, you know, I can even take it one further. 
I think I'm right, um, is that I think we only had one kid in the semis. <laughs> we, we only had one kid in the semifinals that year, and everybody else was already in the backside after day one, except for one athlete. And, uh, um, and he got knocked back. Um, you know, he loses a heartbreaker in the semis. But I think I remember that was in rapid. I remember coming home and I think we were sitting in like fifth place, you know, maybe even sixth. but it wasn't a, you know, that day one that people normally don't get too stretched out from you. And I started looking at first round matchups the next day. And I was like, you know, I mean, I don't know how much we can chip away here, but I know I have a solid team and kids can win some matches, you know, and I just kind of talked to them about bonus points and, and, you know, we just got to, you know, come in and fight through. It was also kind of the time of the, <laughs> of the Texas Hold'em kind of era was cutting on TV and kids like to play Texas Hold'em. So we used to mess around on trips and, <laughs> you know, and just play. So my motto the next second day was, guys, we are short stacked and we're just going all in. That's all we can do. <laughs> we're just going to push all the chips to the middle and go all in. That was our motto the second day. And uh, boy, did they ever. Um, the interesting thing about that is we ended up winning that state tournament by 35 points. And I looked it up after we were done. We scored 40 points of nothing but bonus points in that whole state tournament. 40. And we won by 35. I mean, the kids come storming back through that backside with pins and tech balls and majors and pins. And it was crazy. 40 points alone on bonus points that year. The following year, you didn't have any champs that year either, but you had three second-place finishes, but you didn't have any champions, and you still won the title by 30 points in 06. Yeah, 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 yeah. in 06, we, we cracked that. At least we got in there for the, the nighttime, the showcase, <laughs> but we didn't get any champs, and, yeah, we still got it done. But, you know, that's just a credit, again, by just the depth of the team, you know, and they, they'll scratch out, you know, a fifth place here and a fourth place here, and, that's what that's what wins titles. Um, is those kids that will come through the backside and keep scratching out wins. And uh, you know that was again another year like that. Uh, so yeah, we had two years in a row where we won it and didn't have a champion. And then all seven was the three peat. You had three champions. You had Seth Lang, Josh Kessler, and uh, Jake Michelson. Was that, I think it was Jake. Yep. Jake would have been. Yep. So he was. I think he was uh, two seventy five. Yep. Uh, but you had three champions in, in the in the in the three peat. Um, at that point right. in time, was was your you know if you call a locomotive on a train track uh, going at full speed was was Sturgis running on full cylinders at that point in time in two thousand seven? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think the bar had been set, and you know, and pieces were falling into place. Um, but I mean, we had it going even in the early nineties, leading up to that. I mean. If you look back at like our our duels, um, I think there was a stretch in there. I mean, I don't even think it's all the way up to 2007. There was a stretch in there from like 99 to 2005 or something that we only lost one duel in six years. You know, we're dueling Stevens every year that was, uh, you know, near the top. We were dueling Watertown every year that's near the top. We were dueling Gillette, Wyoming, who was winning their state titles over there every year. And there was a stretch there for about six years. We only lost like one duel. Um, so the team concept was there. Uh, we were putting good people, you know, people in there and, uh, yeah, you know, this things were rolling and, and, um, 
the other thing that was amazing was I look back on it and I could have a kid that maybe was a senior on the team that didn't wrestle varsity all through his high school year until he's a senior year and then would place like fifth at state or, you know, drag a mm-hmm. medal. And it's like a, just a one shot wonder and got it done. Um, you know, I look back and those type of things you had to have. You just, you know, people would say like, oh, Sturgis is going to graduate eight guys. They're going to take a hit. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I had about six of those spots that were going to get filled in that were just pretty darn good that people didn't know about, you know. I think 2010, though, would have been your best team because, let's face it, you had you had six champions and a runner-up that year. Uh-huh. was 2010. You scored 222 points that year. You beat Rapid City Stevens easily. Was that your best team? Well, Point-wise, yes, but don't tell that to the 2002 team because they get a little they get a little upset when <laughs> that gets brought up. <laughs> yeah, you had a lot of seniors. That's right on that team. That's right. Yeah, they they like to think that they can match up, but um, <laughs> yeah, it just you know if you go to the 2010 team, Engbrecht, Casson, Kessler, Lang, Duprell, Wilson, all champions yeah. that year. Right, and that, those those type of and it, not only. Uh, you know, the situation with those guys were I had about four kids that were, you know, win, uh, you know, win magazine ranked in the top 20 in the nation. You know, I mean, I had kids on the team that were, I had like four kids that were ranked in their class in the nation. You know, I mean, that's probably the difference there because not only did some of them win, but they darn near pinned their way out. You know, I think uh, Josh, Seth, and Morgan Ingbrett. You can total possible score 30 points at the state meet as an individual, you know, if you pinned your way through. Mm-hmm. And those three all scored 29 and a half. They had three pins and a tech fall and on their route to win. So, I mean, not only were they champions, but they were a cut above. They were ranked in the nation and they were, they were uh, not only winning, but they were going to pin people too. What were practices like? How competitive was it? <laughs> there in the wrestling room. I hope you ask that to the other kids because I want to hear what they say. But, <laughs> but um, it was very competitive. I mean, very competitive. I mean, I, we went through some stretches there where they did. They were stingy. They didn't want to give up a point. Um, they were they were mean. And I mean, if you think about it, they were like state semi or state final type setups you know just with their partners i mean so you got kids that are stingy don't want to give up points athletic competitive i mean they got the whole package and and it was tough um some people always kind of thought that they would be like points flying all over the place and actually it was the opposite they might wrestle for a half an hour and there wouldn't be a point scored because they just wouldn't give anything up um still fun action to watch but not a lot of points being scored um just because they were stingy and they, they competed, they competed every day. Um, it wasn't like, okay, we'll just show up. They, they competed in the room. Um, which of course, you know, I always love that senior leadership, teach that young one, how, how this is done in here and, and we're going to work hard. And that was our philosophy. We're just going to outwork everybody. Um, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a film watcher. I never taped a match in my life. I never watched any film. Um, I always just, if it doesn't work, do it harder. That was my mentality. And so that's what I just tried to do with the kids. 
Was this twenty? Was wrestling twenty four seven? Was it? Was it every month, every day, uh, summer, and everything? I mean, how much time did you devote to wrestling, even with the kids? Uh, it, you're right. It was. It was. There was a lot put into it, and it has to be. I mean, if you're gonna, it, it, it's just you have to. Um, it has to be around the clock. And, and this is probably the best way I could tell it to you, Craig. When I stepped down, we went on our first family vacation. Josh was 26 years old. That was our first family vacation we ever took because I couldn't. Uh, I mean, my summertime was devoted to chasing kids around to tournaments, open gyms, liftings, whatever. I mean, and I'm not saying I had the whole team, but I provided those opportunities of the kids that wanted, you know, that opportunity. So I might take eight to 10 kids to the junior national tournament, which was, it's the Mecca. It's the best tournament out there uh, in the summertime. Um, it's always up in Fargo and I would take kids on team trips and, you know, South Dakota team trips. I'd go as a coach and uh, I promoted that kind of stuff. I didn't push it at them, but I just, there it is if you want to do it. And so, yeah, my time was limited. Um, I, you know, I think back and my wife was so understanding my, uh, my kids. Um, Josh is the only one that wrestled. I have a daughter in between and then I have JD. Um, so I had three children. I hardly seen my daughter play basketball because I was, you know, I look back and there was sacrifices. Mm -hmm. there, there was, um, I didn't get to see my daughter play a lot of basketball games because I was on the road myself. So why in 2014 um, did you decide to step away as the head coach? Well, you know, there's not just one answer, Craig. I mean, there's uh, there could have been a list of 25. These might be a little bit stronger reasons. This might not be this and that. Um, I can't answer that in one in in one sentence, you know, or one one thing. I can't. There's not one thing. Um, Was it the right it, decision? Um. <laughs> yes, at that time, it, I mean, it was. Um, I was getting to the point where, you know, I was. Uh, There's a little bit of tiredness of what it takes during the summer. I wanted a little more time off. I, you know, I did, maybe it was guilt. I don't know. You know, that we've never been on a family vacation, and mm -hmm. not that I got it from my parent or from my family. I mean, right. it just got to the point where, like, I just wanted to take a breath and and say, can I just ease off a little bit and not have it all on me and, and have to run at it this hard. Um, but there was, you know, there's lots of factors, you know, things have changed. Sure. Um, are you, uh, are you still on the city council of uh, Sturgis? Uh, yes, I am. You, well, well, I thought you said you didn't have time. <laughs> I know. Well, How much time does that city, take? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get on the city council until after I stepped down. To, uh -huh. And you know, I, I'm still assisting. I just don't have the head position. So right. I, don't have all the summer stuff and things like that. So why did you funny. decide to run for city council for Sturgis? Well, a friend of mine that I grew up, a wrestling buddy of mine was on it and came and approached me and, and, uh, just got and said, Hey, here's your next step. You know, and I'm born and raised here. I love that. I love Sturgis. I mean, I wanted to come back to Sturgis. I, I told the people in Bonholm, you know, I, I said, I'm not going anywhere unless the Sturgis job comes open. And, and I was truthful. I, I had nothing wrong with staying at Bonhomme, but I wanted to be home. And I wasn't going to take the, you know, I'm, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but I wasn't going to take any other job. I, I just was waiting for the Sturgis job to come open, and I was going to throw my hat in the ring and hope I got it. 
I wanted to come back home. Boy, after those six titles, you could have run for mayor and won, I think. Don't you think, Steve? <laughs> I don't know if I want that. <laughs> um, the current coach, um, you, you assist Mike, right? You're uh, an assistant. Uh, what's that like? What's that relationship like? Oh, it's good. Um, you know, and I kind of, I didn't step down without feeling like I had it, um, you know, covered up. And uh, Mike, Mike, when he was in his uh, early years, he he would call me a lot and confide in, you know, and just, you know, asking questions and stuff. And and when he first took over in Spearfish, there wasn't much there. I mean, there, the cupboard was pretty bare. And he he built that into where he was chasing us down. You know, I mean, um, my last couple of years, I'm four places in the middle of the road or whatever, fifth, sixth, and they're right on our tail. Um, so he, he turned that around and uh, – um, it was kind of a, just a good fit. His wife is from Sturgis. She was actually teaching in Sturgis. He was in Spearfish. I mean, it, it, it can work, you know what I mean? And uh, so it, it was never going to be an easy transition. Sure. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and not between me and him. We have a great relationship. But just whatever, the, the what the people, you know, think and whatever, you know. Um, but uh, he's done a tremendous job. Um, he cares. He puts his time in. Uh, you know, I've even learned some technique that I never showed. You know, and, and some good stuff. And, and so it, it's been good. Our relationship's fine. When I look at uh, some of the stats, uh, nine state championships, uh, fourteen region championships, over thirty individual champions, almost two hundred individual state place winners. So it's kind of hard to tell me who uh, your favorite uh, was. Probably you got to put Josh up there, your son. Uh, <laughs> but you know, when you, when you look at you know the Langs and the, the Wilsons and the Oviets and I mean, yeah, it's fun. Hey, well, I tell you what, the fun thing is, Craig is about oh, I don't know, three or four years ago, somebody hit me up and said, "Come up with your best all time." Sturgis lineup. Oh boy. And of course I'm not going to say anything because <laughs> I'm not, I mean, oh, come on. I love all these kids and they all, you know, they all worked hard and it, you know, I love them all, but I'm not going to lie. <laughs> when I got home that night, I took out a pen and paper and started <laughs> trying to figure it out. <laughs> and let's just say that I, I put a pretty salty lineup together. <laughs> what about coaching your son? How special was that? Uh Three titles for Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Three titles, five-time finalist. Um, You know, uh, yeah, it was special. Um, And it's hard. You know, I I was smart enough to, as he was young and getting into it, um, you know, real young, I kind of looked around and you see some father-sons, you know, that were at that time going through and you're like, wow, that's, you know, they have a great relationship and, and this and that, and that's what you want, you know. I didn't want it to be a tough situation for him, you know. Um, but yeah, it was special, and in in he he was humble and and just worked hard, and he's talented. I mean, he he had athleticism. He had some of those things you can't coach, you know. It's mm-hmm. tough to coach. He just had those those abilities, and it it was special. It was special, and uh, um, it was fun. For him to be on teams that were so good too, 
How many uh, broken lights uh, were there in the wrestling house of uh, the Kesslers with, with Dad and Josh working out particular moves? Uh, <laughs> not very many because Dad is a lot smarter. Dad in his actual career was not very good. So I'm really good at picking my poison. And by the time he got to be an eighth or ninth grader, I didn't want any part of him anymore. So I, uh, I just stayed out of the way. Um, I might show him something or two, but there was no live going on. Cause I, dad was going to be on the short end of the stick on that one. Got two more for you, Steve. Uh, one, um, you know, I've, I've been at the state wrestling tournaments every year for over 20 years. And, I've watched uh, coaches along the uh, the corner of the mat, and certainly have watched you a number of times. Uh, as a as a coach, the excitement that you brought uh, on the mat uh, was easy to to rub off. I mean, players, your athletes had to see the enthusiasm that you brought uh, to the mat um, after a match. I'm assuming you had to be uh, dripping wet. You'd lost probably five pounds just for being as, as active as you were on the, on the sideline. Yeah. I, yeah. It's funny you say that. Cause people say like how much you weigh. And I'm like, well, are you asking me during the winter or during the summer? <laughs> Cause I was the opposite of a bear. I put it back on in the summer. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was all legit. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, it was just reaction and, being excited. And I think that's, I got most excited for like, you know, getting a kid to having a kid believe that he got to a level of beating somebody he never thought he could beat or, you know, that was the fun of it, you know, is, is getting, getting the kids to believe. And then, you know, that was my way of being a part of it. I was just happy to be a part of it. And, and it excited me. It excited me to see kids work so hard and, uh, you know, achieve, achieve success. And, one thing I tried to do, and I was honest and sincere with it, was I wanted the team to understand that the Seth Lang winning a fourth title was just as important as that kid that got scratched on the stand and got seven. You know, I, that, that was equal to me. You know, I mean, if I felt like if, you know, your, your ceiling top was scratching on the stand as a, as a senior and getting seven, that was just as good as Seth Lang winning his fourth. I mean, and that's what I try to portray is that Seth Lang is that talented. That's his ceiling. Well, for you, you know, your ceiling was that you achieved it. And I, it was special to me. And I, and I hope that they understood that, that, uh, that meant just as much to me as, you know, as Seth went in four. You've been a uh, South Dakota coach of the year a couple of times. You've been a national coach of the year. You're in the South Dakota high school coaches hall of fame. What are you most proud of as the coach of the Scoopers? Huh, that's a good question. I mean, those things are just products of, you know, those are great. That's, you know, that's, that's fine. They're being recognized, but really it's, it's a product of surrounding yourself with great people that have the same vision that you have and want to work and put that much time and effort into the same vision. Um, from all the way down, I mean, I was blessed. My youth programs were ran by ex Sturgis wrestlers. My middle school program, ex Sturgis wrestlers, or my assistant. You know that I had the same assistant for all those years. Coach Slichtemeyer came, was at Sturgis two years before I got there. He is still here today and still an assistant. I had the same assistant. I had the same, you know, 
and all these people pushing in the same way and the support that we had, um, you know, that's what those type of things made me proud is that the kids would work that hard for the same vision, um, would sacrifice so much for the same vision. And, you know, I look back at some of those, like you mentioned, 98, 99, where we got second. I had a great athlete in Eric Howen, Les Sigmund, those type of guys. Eric Howen won three, three state titles. He told me when he graduated, he said, I would have gladly have turned one of my individual tournament, uh, state titles in for a team title. You know, that he didn't get to win. We, we came up short. And he said, I'd, I'd trade one of these for a team title. And that's, that was what we tried to do was build a team, you know, that we're going to work for each other. And, and I'm going to scratch out if seventh is the best I can do. I'm going to go get seven. You know, I'm, I'm going to get it for, for the, everybody else. And that was fun. That was the most gratifying. We're talking wrestling in this edition of In Play. I'm Craig Maddock talking about the Sturgis Scoopers and how dominant they were. Not just in one year or two years. It was a decade. It was more than a decade in, in getting championships. Six team titles, three state dual titles in the 2000s. Steve Kessler, of course, the, the coach. And they couldn't have had some of those titles if they didn't have some pretty good wrestlers. And one of those is one of the few Class A wrestlers that won four titles. Nash Hutmaker of Chamberlain and Rick Jensen of Watertown. Nick Smith of Yankton. William Terman of Pier, Dusty Wallraven of Huron, and the guy joining us right now, four titles, Seth Lang, joins us now in In Play. Seth, welcome to In Play as you're now a commodity trader in St. Louis Park. Yes, yes. Thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm very excited to get to talk a little wrestling tonight. When did uh, you get the bug to get into wrestling at Sturgis? Well, funny story. So we moved um, over to Sturgis from Winter, South Dakota. Um, my would have been my first when I was in first grade, and you know, my my older brother was on the basketball team, and my dad was the basketball coach. But I became <laughs> best friends with Josh Kessler and Jason Duprell. And, um, you know, Josh's dad being the head coach, and my mom came home one day and goes, "Hey, Seth, you know." you want to try out some wrestling and that's all oh, yeah you know for sure for sure all my buddies were doing it and went out absolutely loved it I don't think my dad was real pleased at first you know <laughs> coming from a basketball background mm-hmm. but uh he definitely definitely caught on after a while and and ever since then you know the rest kind of history. Well, Coach Kessler can be kind of uh, intimidating maybe uh, excited what were your thoughts watching this coach even when you were in middle school before you were even a, on the varsity? Um, you know, the guy has, uh, he's great with kids, a uh, great recruiter for the sport at a young age, you know, being best friends with Josh, going and watching Steve and how exciting he made the atmosphere for duels. You know, um, I just wanted to get in the mix right away, you know, getting to watch. My older brother actually joined wrestling when he was an eighth grader as well. So he uh, went from being a basketball player his whole life to jumping into the sport of wrestling. So getting to go watch him when I was in middle school, you know, really, I was chomping at the bit. I mean, ever since I went and watched a varsity mm-hmm. duel. You only lost three matches 
in your high school career. Only lost three, yep. four championships. How did you do that? Um, you know, I got a, oh my gosh, where do I start? You know, it starts with family. Um, you know, I don't think you, you can talk to a lot of kids and, and guys that, that have went through the sport and they'll, I think they'll kind of go on the same, same thing that I said is just without a good foundation at home, it's really hard to build something special. You know what I mean? There's just so many different aspects of the sport, whether it's cutting weight or getting your parents to travel somewhere every weekend when you're young, um, you know, to getting you the right training. Um, you know, my dad, like I said, was a basketball player and he didn't have a ton of wrestling, um, knowledge, but he knew, um, you know, at a younger age when I said, dad, you know, I want to be the best. He knew how to get me the resources that he could. He knew I had to be strong. He built a pull-up bar in our basement, you know, and me and him did 50 pull-ups every night since, since I can remember. And he knew that's one way he could help me out strength-wise. Once things started building and I started getting, getting good throughout high school, he knew that, Hey, we need to start getting some summer wrestling in. Um, and that's kind of when I, I met up with Brent Voorhees and I think he's a big reason, you know, for me blooming in and, and getting more technique and just continuing to build off of kind of what I built. So you were 35 and one as a freshman, 39 and two as a sophomore, 50 and zero as a junior, 44 and zero as a senior, four straight championships, but you had to go up in the weight division, which is typical. You were at 103, then 119, then 125, and then 130. What was the toughest change from one weight to the next? Which year was that? Um, Each one. I think, any, <laughs> I think anyone that that w- went through it with me would, would definitely agree that my freshman year was pretty tough. I was a, I was a very big 103-pounder. I was cutting a lot of weight. Um, I was, I was reaching the, the 120 mark quite often throughout the week and not taking it easy. Oh, so, so the jumps, the jumps in the, the years to come were definitely a lot easier than that weight cut as a freshman. I'll be the first to admit, you know, I wasn't very disciplined. It took me a while to learn not to bounce, just keep my weight down. Um, but weight wise, that freshman year was, was definitely mm. pretty brutal on me. Mm, I need to find out how I can lose 17 pounds in a week. Uh, that would, <laughs> that would be, uh, don't, I don't recommend it. <laughs> Coach Kessler called you a sponge. He called you a sponge because whatever he told you, you took and was able to take it and use it to the best of your ability. I found myself at a young age being, being, you know, more so as some say a student in the game, Football wrestling was just kind of coming out when I was when I was younger, probably freshman year, I want to say. They were just kind of catching traction. And, you know, I just find myself in front of the computer wanting to watch matches and, and try to think of, hey, you know, I could tie this in, into my style of wrestling and kind of see what things would work for me. And, you know, I think a, a place that I got that was watching my older brother wrestle. You know, like I said, he didn't start until he was an eighth grader. And just watching Tyson pick things up, you know, he had to pick things up at a very fast pace to be successful. And he did, you know, so I, I give him kudos to that. I think I got a lot of that from Tyson. Talk about some of your teammates um, beginning from your freshman year to your senior year. Who were the guys that you really relied on for support in wrestling? 
Oh man. <laughs> the list goes on and on, man. Um, like I said, I'll go back to Tyson. He really set the stage for me, you know, um, a lot of times when you're having a lot of success, you know, you can go down the wrong path in the practice room and, and think, you know, I can take it easy. Watching Tyson set the, set the tone for, for hard work and practice. That really, really got me to the next level. I think Craig, you know, just saying, Hey man, if I can work like Tyson does and make the jumps that Tyson did, um, with where I'm already at right now, I can get to that next level. And I got to see that, you know, I was going into the high school practice room as a sixth, seventh grader. So I got to watch that example at a young age. And that was probably, you know, the best example I could see because I, I could really see what levels I could get to just by seeing what levels he jumped to, you know, he was ranked number two as a senior and probably, you know, realistically should have won it. I think he was, was the best guy at that weight, but just seeing how fast he got that good. I was like, Hey, I can make some big time jumps here. And then as far as partners, you know, obviously Josh and Jason, um, you know, it was the three amigos growing up. I, <laughs> I look at pictures when I go back home of, of us, you know, winning Rocky mountain national titles together since we were two feet tall, you know, and, and man, it was one guy was going home happy every night from practice and the other one was going home crying because the other one beat the crap out of him. <laughs> so um, that started at a young age and, you know, it just kind of started building. I mean, I, I, I don't even know the people I'd have to name Rex Lyon, the Copeland brothers, you know, Nate Wilson, just the list goes on and on. We were pretty, pretty deep uh, by the time our senior year rolled around. What was going through your mind after the state championship as a senior, you went 44-0, and zero, your fourth straight title. When they raised your hand and wrestling for the last time for the Scoopers, what was going through your mind at the time? Oh, man, there was a lot of mixed emotions. You know, I was, I think towards the end of my senior year, Craig, I was really ready to get to that next level. You know, I was looking on to, you know, hey, what's, what's college maybe hold? But also I was trying to take it in. You know, I, I don't think a lot of us on the team – really knew what we had you know we knew we were good I don't think we really realized how special um the team was that was 2010 you know, where you had six uh, state champions that year yep six state champions and we broke the uh the team record of the state tournament so it was you know there was a lot of mixed emotions it was you know sad it was over but also very very excited to get to the next level what about the next level in college next level in college um I guess I'll just, you know, be brutally honest. I think everyone would, would probably agree a uh, bit of a letdown as far as, as a career goes. Um, I didn't All-American. I didn't reach some of the goals I wanted to. Um, but, you know, I can look back and, and, you know, I'm very happy with, with how things went. I tried as hard as I could. You know, I went into practice with the same mindsets I, I had throughout high school. And, you know, things just, just didn't work out. But, you know, I met my wife up here at the U, got a very good job. You know, I have all my friends from college. And so, you know, on the mat, I don't think I reached my goals. Some, some call it a letdown, but I'm definitely happy with where I'm at. What was the best advice that Coach Kessler gave you during your varsity years? Oh, man. I, uh, I don't even... I don't even know where I would start with that, Craig. It's just the lessons he's taught me 
there's just so many of them. I think the biggest thing that Steve, Steve did was preach team. You know, it was never about the big stud individual. And I think that's why Steve was able to build so many great teams. You know, everyone looks at our team and, and looks at Josh Kessler or the Seth Lang, you know, it was never about me and Josh in that room. He treated me and Josh just like he treated the JV kid, you know, we messed up. Trust me, we heard about it. <laughs> and I think, you know, I think that's how it should be. You know, every every piece of the puzzle is very important. And when you when you have teams that know that, you have everyone buy in, and and everyone gets much closer. You know, you start caring about your teammates a lot more, and and that's how you really build build special teams. Where are your medals? Still have them? Where are? <laughs> Um, we'd have to talk to, to Marianne Lang about that one. Um, she has all that stuff. I don't know, maybe in a box somewhere. couple more for you, Seth. All right. You're married. Don't have any kids yet. Uh, mm-hmm. but if that young boy that you have someday decides to play basketball, what, <laughs> what would that mean to you? <laughs> what would that mean to me? Craig, to be honest, me and my wife, you know, she's a, she was a gymnast up here at the U. Um, and we've had this talk and, you know, I, I want to be, I want to have a, a relationship like me and my dad had, you know, he was my coach when I needed him to be my coach, but he was also my dad when I needed him to be my dad. And sometimes you don't see that in wrestling, you know, you see too much of psycho coach <laughs> and not so much dad. And I, I get a little scared. I'm not going to lie to you that, you know, Seth could, could be that psycho coach. <laughs> um, but I do have enough buddies up here that have wrestling um, programs um, as far as like they, they have their own separate training facility. So I have plenty of avenues that I could push him towards wrestling. If he does want to go into another sport, honestly, that would probably be a relief on, on me. <laughs> <laughs> and what has wrestling done for you now that you're out of college you want to be a commodity trader what has wrestling done to you to prepare you for your next adventure it's done a ton you know it's built it's built that work ethic that i think makes makes a lot of wrestlers have a step up on everyone else when it comes to you know finding that career it's you know, J-Rob said it best, you know, there's there's different definitions of hard work. Everyone has their own definition of hard work, and it seems like the wrestlers have, you know, hold themselves to a higher standard. And I really feel like, you know, like right now I'm going through a program where it's me and six other guys in transportation, and, you know, we're battling. It's like, who can make the most calls? Who can stay later? Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very used to being the last first one there and the last one out, and you know what? That carries them to the uh, the business side of things very well. Talking Sturgis wrestling and how dominant they were in the 2000s. You know, they win six championships and then nine overall put in the dual championships as well. And one of those guys who was a part of it, uh, Nate Oviatt. Here's a uh, Here's a guy who was on the state dual championships in 01 and 02 and then undefeated as a senior to win the state title. Nate, when you uh, think about uh, those uh, wrestling days, you just about be getting done on uh, practice right now. <laughs> what comes to your mind right away when you start thinking back at those wrestling days? Well, I think a lot about the communities 
um, and I say communities because there was a lot of communities involved. I myself was from Whitewood, um, and the Sturgis program was made up of, you know, by and large, four uh, little kids programs, and they were the Whitewood program, the Sturgis program, uh, the Union Center program, and then the Piedmont program, Stage Barn. Um, and bringing all those guys together, you know, we, we grew up wrestling in, in little kids tournaments, of course. Um, and then we all kind of came together in, in middle school and um, kind of teamed up like the Avengers. You know, they had all these guys <laughs> from these smaller little kids programs that were excelling. And then they came into the, the middle school program and became um, very formidable. We just had tough guys top to bottom. What was that first practice like as a varsity wrestler with Coach Steve Kessler? <laughs> uh, well, so the first the first practice I went to was as an eighth grader, and we got bust in um, to those practices if if you wanted to go. And it was back in the old uh, high school wrestling room that was, you know, it was oh, hot, uh, thirty by thirty, muggy, tiny, and hot. <laughs> and as an overweight eighth grader going up against, you know, one of the the best teams it was very intimidating i remember getting real nervous uh on the bus ride out to the high school and and uh leaving just exhausted i remember my folks would say stuff like hey you know you'd get home from those practices and you were just a zombie basically and that was pretty much how it was for a while by the time i became a varsity wrestler um I was used to it. It really wasn't. It really wasn't as scary or intimidating. But it was still. You still get those butterflies in your stomach, knowing the amount of work you had to do going into that room. How much work did you have to put in during the summer? You know, obviously we would do a lot of weight training and things like that, and, and train. You know, mostly at the time it was for football. But um, going into my junior year, I started going to a lot more uh, clinics and tournaments. Uh, in the summer, I never really did much freestyling Greco, um, but we did a lot of clinics, and, and so we ended up doing a lot of work. Um, I would say, you know, the, the the lion's share of the work took place in the early part of the school year in the fall, and we'd grab, you know, Justin Schlecht and Sean Carroll, and we'd go, you know, run stairs on our own so that when we had to start doing it, uh, for Steve, it really wasn't <laughs> really wasn't as much of a, a drag as it could have been. Did you play football at all, Nate? So yeah, I, I played football and I was varsity um, up up through my junior year, and then my senior year, I decided not to go out for football. I played soccer that year, and I hadn't played soccer since I was ten years old, but I was starting to feel like I had a, a pretty decent shot of wrestling in college, and so I didn't really want to get hurt. Uh, going into my senior year, so I, I played soccer, and I really enjoyed that. You know, you were on the uh, state dual championships uh, your junior and senior year. It was the first time that the state had done this. What was that experience like for you? I think that duels are the best showcase that wrestling has to offer. Um, it's the closest thing we have to uh, an exhibition of the team aspect of the sport, which I think is the most interesting for fans and the most exciting for fans. Um, going into that first year, we knew we had a really strong dual team. I mean, we didn't necessarily have the team points uh, to dominate in a tournament setting, 
But in a dual setting, we were strong top to bottom. And so we knew we had a really good shot going into that 2001 uh, season of getting our first state championship in the dual tournament. You know, you have uh, three sisters. It didn't have any uh, brothers to, to go at it uh, in the basement of your house. Uh, what was it like uh, trying, you know, maybe in the off season or maybe you know, before you became varsity, how, how did you get, keep wrestling going and get your action in? Uh, well, so I grew up in Whitewood, like I said. Uh, Justin Schlecht was a neighbor of mine. Sean Carroll was a neighbor of mine. Justin Schlecht was a three-time national champion for Dickinson State. Oh. Uh, very, very, very talented wrestler. Sean Carroll was another collegiate wrestler for Dickinson State. Um, and we all grew up in the same, you know, three-block radius. And so although I didn't have brothers per se, those guys were like my brothers. We spent time, uh, all, you know, all of our time together, a lot of time wrestling. And then we had another friend, Tyler Kuypers, um, who didn't end up doing any high school wrestling, but was another one that was a big wrestling fan. And, uh, we just spent a lot of our time wrestling. Justin <laughs> Schleck had a, a room built in his uh, barn, I guess, um, where we would go up there and, and practice and wrestle. And we spent a lot of time doing that. Let's talk about your senior year, 2002. You went undefeated, uh, the title, uh, your only state title individually. Uh, going into that year, was there, was there pressure on you to to win a title? What was it like going into that senior year? No, I wouldn't say there was. Um, actually, that was, you know, I wrestled in college later on for Nebraska-Omaha, and I had a couple of years that were kind of similar. But going into that senior year, I, I, I really just felt very confident and comfortable with where I was at technically. Um, I'd went down to some camps in Nebraska and Iowa, uh, performed really well against guys that were, you know, highly ranked in the nation. Um, and I just felt comfortable and I, the, the undefeated aspect never really came into my mind until maybe the very end of the year, uh, when that sort of became something that, uh, was still in the back of my head, but I, it wasn't anything that I ever really focused on. Big question that uh, gets handled uh, by a lot of folks uh, in Sturgis. Who would have won, the 2002 team or the 2010 team, if they had gone into a duel? Because <laughs> they both duel? were they they were both loaded, weren't they? <laughs> they were into a duel. It would have been very close. Uh, into a into a into a tournament setting, that 2010 team was probably. You can't tell anybody this. Of course, it's going on, on radio and everyone's going to know, but that 2010 team was probably better. Um, that 2010 team was really stacked. They had six uh, state champs, yeah. yeah. Well, you'd have a hard – I mean, that, that team, I think, was ranked close to the top ten nationally, uh, and I think that was a fair assessment of where that team was at. I think the highest that 2002 team got nationally was, you know, maybe the 20s or 30s which I think was a fair assessment. Um, <laughs> that 2010 team was special. Uh, the 2002 team was too, but that 2010 team had well, at least at least two college wrestlers on it, uh, one D1, uh, and then another couple of guys that I felt like certainly could have been if, if they wanted to go that route. Well, you're a lawyer now in Rapid City, Nate. When did uh, the uh, dream of being a lawyer, when did that first come about? 
so uh, my uncle Thad Oviatt was a heavyweight state champion from Hiran. And he was always uh, a hero of mine, along with my father, um, growing up. And he was a lawyer in Colorado. And so, you know, I don't know how old I was, but early on, I realized that I wanted to be a lot like my Uncle Thad. And so I was always kind of moving in the direction of law. I don't think I really took the practical steps of becoming a lawyer until uh, probably undergrad. But um, yeah, it was always something that was a goal of mine since I, you know, since I was young, you know, early seven, eight years old, something like that. What do you miss about wrestling today? <laughs> well, actually, I'm coaching. I'm coaching uh, in Rapid. My son wrestles for the West Side team uh-huh. in Rapid, and so I'm still I'm still fairly involved. It does seem to be one of those things that you really can't get away from. Um, even though I've got a lot of friends in Sturgis that give me a hard time about <laughs> you know doing work right now for the Stevens program. So, are you like Coach Kessler on the sideline uh, when your son is? On the mat. Um, I try to emulate Kessler in as many ways as I can think of. Um, his approach to how he trained and coached Josh is incredibly admirable. It's really difficult. It's really difficult to take a hands-off approach when they're so young. Um, I think it's the right approach. But beyond coaching, just in general in life, he's, he's got a, a foresight in – cutting through the nonsense and getting to the heart of matters that I've always tried to emulate. And when it comes to coaching my son, um, I try to do what Kessler did, but it's really hard to watch <laughs> him struggle. And I know, I know it was hard on Kez watching Josh struggle when he was real young, frankly, because Kez refused <laughs> to show him very much because he just didn't think it was necessary. And the more I've, been involved in the sport, um, you know, collegiately and, and, you know, internationally, uh, you learn that knowing wrestling when you're five, six years old is not as important uh, as learning the basics of being able to handle the stress of, of being in a match and, and that struggle. And that, and that leads me to my final question for you, Nate, is what did wrestling do to prepare you in adulthood, uh, being a lawyer, uh, what that yeah. sport does? What the sport does, and, and it's largely dependent on the influences you have. Um, and I had some great influences, Kessler, and then I had Coach Denny in Nebraska-Omaha. But what it does is it teaches you to be self-reliant, to understand that there's no challenge that, you can't handle on your own, uh, even if you really don't know what you're doing or feel like you're overmatched, um, it can be done. And the other thing it teaches you is that even if your teammates or your coaches or your family or your friends are not on the mat with you, physically, they're with you. And they'll be with you the moment you step off, no matter what the result is. And that's true. You know, whether you step into the courtroom and have a bad day or a good day, it's your friends and your family and your mentors that are there to pick you up or to congratulate you and be your cheerleaders. And it just gives you strength. It gives you an inner strength that uh, I don't think a lot of other sports offer. Next step on in play, a guy who was in five finals, state wrestling 
for the Sturgis Scoopers. Three championships. It's Josh Kessler. He is the son, of course, of Steve Kessler, and Josh joins us on in play. Hey, Josh, thanks for the time, kind of rehashing that dominance that the Sturgis Scoopers had. But you always, you. you always get this question, what was it like with your dad as the coach? I mean, how far back did you go back to when you two first started, you know, maybe started working on wrestling moves and and then eventually you know, it, got into wrestling? It all kind of really just started out just being a little kid, just being on that side corner with him coaching. And, I mean, I was four years old every time I remember learning something or trying to figure something out. I mean, yes, being a kid, you don't learn much or nothing, but I mean, you're seeing it. And I've always known that I'm more of a hands-on guy. And yeah, it just all started when I was about four years old. And, you know, having my dad as a coach, some might think it's rough, but me and him were, we were pretty blessed between us two. I did ask him how many lamps uh, or tables you broke uh, in the basement of the house while you guys were uh, maybe working on a move. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what he said, but after they, after my eighth grade year, he pretty much never wrestled me again. That's what he said. He was Just, he was being smart because he knew he was, he probably would have been <laughs> on his back in no time at all. <laughs> yep. Every now and then he would come in on top. It'd be late in the practice where we kind of wore out a little bit, but. He would come in on top, and he might like me out. You're an eighth grader in 2006, and you made it to the championship uh, as an eighth grader at 103. What were your feelings going into that championship as an eighth grader? You know, it was pretty incredible. Just knowing that I had Aaron Pickerel on my side from Watertown. He was range number one at the time. That was the only one that I was really kind of putting the main goal to. Nothing against Jim I repeated him because he ended up winning it that year. But um, I had just one goal, really, and that was to stick to him. And then I, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where you set a goal for one thing and then forgot about to take one match at a time. Was there a deer in the headlights look at all, being at the center you know, mat as an eighth grader? You know, it wasn't ever. I mean, I'd just been around it enough and done enough summer things that I didn't, I didn't fear. I thought I was ready to go for high school. Well, there's there's nothing wrong with losing to Jeremiah Peterson of Canton. He was he was pretty good, wasn't he? Yes, he was. <laughs> yep. Well, you won it all in 2007 as a ninth grader. You went 38 and three. You had to move up a weight class to 112. But then, as a, as a sophomore in 2008, you only had one loss. But again, that was at the state championship at 125. Um, yes, it was, and it was uh, Jeremiah Peterson again. What? What? <laughs> yeah, we wrestled actually three times in a row. You know, in the state final. Moving from one twelve to one twenty-five, how big of a challenge was that for you at that time? You know, I was fighting weight at one twelve. I was probably weighing about one thirty, one thirty-two, and I mean, I was just growing into my mature body going into sophomore year, so. It wasn't a big thing. I weighed probably about 140. It wasn't like it was any big bump to me because I, it was just my size by then. Yeah, but you went down a weight the following year as a junior. You went down to 118. Oh, you're talking about as a junior? Yeah. Well, no, you were, you were at 125 as a, as a sophomore, right? As a sophomore, yeah. Yep. 
and then junior year, what that whole setup was is we had one guy that was kind of always in the shadow, and that was his name is Jason Dupel. And we, I knew if he's on the team too, he, he could easily get top three. And I was like, I talked to Seth, my buddy Seth Wang, and we both weighed right about the same. We were still deciding to go 125 and 130. We just didn't know who was going where. <laughs> but now I was like, well, what about trying to get Jason in? Do you think one of us can cut down to 19? He says, oh, I don't think I could probably cut it. So I decided to be the man, I guess. What did your dad and coach think of that? How hmm. you? He kind of shook his head. Well, it's up to you. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not involved with this at all. I said, I know you're not. Well, you went 39-1 and and won the title. You got your second championship. And then as a senior, you bumped up back to 125. You went undefeated at 47-0. Uh, and zero. Um, mm-hmm. Was was the struggle still there with, with weight training uh, all those years in wrestling? Because you said earlier yeah. at 125, that was kind of hard too. Yep. I mean, all, all the years besides probably my eighth grade year, I had to cut maybe about seven pounds. But all the other years were pretty good fighting weight at all times. You know, I talked to Randy Lewis recently, of course, state champion, a collegiate champion, Olympic champion, and he told me that mm-hmm. his his confidence level was, was so high because he knew he was going to go out and pin somebody. How about for you? What was your confidence level, you know, maybe beginning as your sophomore year, your confidence going on the mat, knowing that you were probably going to win? You know, it's, I mean, you just got to keep it the same. I mean, yes, you know, I'd, I'd lost those two matches, and that's when I really learned. You know, I better look past one person that you can might think you're a lot better then, but you just take them one match at a time. And yeah, I mean, I understand. I probably have a lot more experience wise than was because mm-hmm. I did a lot of summer things. I went open gym all summer long. I mean, it was just, you just take it one step at a time. It wasn't like there was much pressure. Just, just like another match. Step out on the mat and do your thing. Josh, was there any time at all in your varsity time on the mat that, you know what, I'm tired. I don't know if I want to do this. Was there any time where you just got tired of the sport? You know, I never really did until college. College, it really kind of hit me. And, I mean, I don't know if it's just the slack of whatever you want to just move on and do something else or maybe just beat from cutting so much weight and working out every day and just wearing on your body. But no, in high school, I never felt, I always felt like I wanted to be on a wrestling mat. What was the overall college experience for you? You know, it, it was just more fun. I mean, yes, I was on a great D2 um, wrestling team. We ended up winning it that year. And I mean, it was just great experience. It just wasn't quite what I was expecting. <laughs> sure, what. sure. Well, your workout partner uh, was Seth Lang. Of course, Seth was a four-time champ. Uh, you were a three-time champ. What were some of those practices like between you two? <laughs> People might say it's pretty dang interesting, but me and him were actually pretty boring a lot. <laughs> uh, we, were, we knew each other's moves too much. and I mean, all it was is that if we had to wrestle a whole match every day in that wrestling room, I bet it would be three to two. Zero to two, it'd always be a one-point match. 
<laughs> it was it was pretty boring. Your senior year, you're forty seven and zero. You win the championship. It's your third. The feelings that you had on the mat on your final varsity match with I, your dad on the I mean, sideline. Yep, I mean it was it was a great moment just knowing it was gonna be my last for high school and then especially having my dad as a coach. It was pretty emotional. But yet at the same time I was it was pretty fun just knowing that we were on a incredible team. And I mean that that was the biggest thing. It was just the incredible team we had. You were one of six champions on that 2010 team. Uh, you're an electrician now. Um, was there any thought of being a coach like your dad in the wrestling sport? You know, he actually needed some help afterwards. Uh, after I came back, um, he was kind of running short on some assistance, so I kind of helped out. And, would, I mean, it's just hard being an electrician and then getting off at a decent time to just go to practice and everything. And started kind of wearing on my boss. So I kind of just had to pick one or the other uh-huh. to get a new job. Sure. And I just kind of decided I'm going to stick with being an electrician. And, yeah, and any time that anybody needs one-on-one stuff and whatnot, I'll be certainly glad to help on weekends or after work time. How often do you run into uh, your uh, wrestling mates today? Do you run into uh, him at You all? know, I, uh, Rex Lyon. The one that he got six his senior year, but his junior year he got second. Um, I actually roommate with him for almost four years, so I run in, run into him quite a bit. And then Seth, I, I mean, it's just every now and then he'll let me know when he comes into town. He lives in Minnesota now. Uh, Nate Wilson, he he's around. We hang out quite a bit still. And other than that, everybody kind of. Just doing their own thing now, you know. Well, it's hard to believe it's been, uh, it's only been like uh, 11 years, Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I don't seem like that long, but. What are you yeah, most proud of? What are you most proud of in uh, those years at Sturgis in the wrestling program? It was just incredible. And, I mean, yes, being on the state record team like that was just amazing. But I think the most, what I got out of it, is how incredibly confident that we always felt competitive. I mean, it was just a great group of kids just enjoying what we were doing. Well, we've talked to a coach of a state champion. We have talked to state champions from the Sturgis Scoopers when they were absolutely dominant in the 2000s where they – Won three of four dual titles. Uh, They had six state team championships and a boatload of of state title individuals as well. Our next guest uh, was certainly on the Scoopers program, but here's a a wrestler who had a very interesting story, and it's Caleb Chapman uh, joins us on In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. By the way, Caleb happens to be the cousin of uh, Nate Oviet's wife. We talked to Nate earlier. I didn't know that. How It's a small world there, Caleb. Yeah, it uh, <laughs> definitely is. So, yeah, me and Nate get along really well. So, uh, yeah, it was fun to see that he was going to do an interview with you too. So, When did the wrestling bug get to you? 
So I started wrestling when I was six years old, just like a lot of us did. My dad, um, he wrestled for Sturgis back in the day too. So he just got me into the sport. I started with the AAU club. So I wrestled from six years old all the way up to uh, my senior year. So, you know, a good portion of my life, obviously, through childhood was uh, dedicated to wrestling. So uh, it was definitely a big part of my life and still is in a lot of ways. You're, you're wrestling at 112 as a freshman. What kind of success did you have as a freshman? You know, freshman year was really interesting. Um, so a fellow teammate and a good buddy of mine today, Tyson Lang, we always joke about this, but we were both one 12-pounders that year. Mike Walker, um, who ended up being a state champion, he was a senior that year. But, uh, yeah, Tyson Lang and I, the reason why I bring him up is because we always went back and forth that year. He was probably my toughest competition that year on JV and vice versa. So it's funny because we joke about it. I pinned him at WrestleOff. He pins me at Sundance. I pin him at Wall, and he pins me at Custer. And so we just had this back and forth all year long, and it's just something that we kind of joke about now. So, I mean, freshman year was a good experience, you know, getting into high school, um, wrestling and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, freshman year stands out how, you know, our toughest competition was uh, usually Sturgis guys just because <laughs> we were so deep and so young. So, you know, there was a lot of Sturgis JVers that year who were first and second at these tournaments. But we always joke about it with Tyson Lane because whoever won was the person who wasn't the point getter. Like, we, we always had it backwards. So. You, you didn't make it to state, though, that year, did you? No, because I was only uh, – Yep, in 03, I was just a freshman that yep. year, and uh, yeah, Tyson Lang was a sophomore. Yeah, and so yeah, yep, I was just on JV that year, just kind of one of those things where, you know, you just kind of had to wait your turn, I guess. Mike Walker, like I said, ended up yep. being state champion that year, and I think as a team we placed third that year. And I remember Kes saying beginning of the year, I think Sturgis they had us ranked at like. 13th or 14th or just something like that and we ended up being third you know so um freshman year just a really good um experience got into uh obviously the high school resting room learned a lot so it was a it was a good uh way to start my high school career i guess following year in 04 things are looking up you're going to this you go to state and you're you're a place winner uh that year Yep. Uh, so sophomore year, I was 112, uh, ended up getting seventh um, in state that year. So it was definitely um, a challenging year, just like that was the first year I really had to kind of cut weight. And I was always smart about my weight. So there was that challenge. And then just the whole stress of finally being on varsity, you know, we just had a lot of pressure on us. I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, just to perform well and whatnot. But uh, sophomore year, you know, we uh, we ended up winning the duels that year. So that was definitely the highlight of the year, I think. I think that was the last year they they did the duels back then. I know they kind of brought it back now. Yep. So yep. we ended up winning the dual state title against Yankton that year. Um, so, yeah, sophomore year was a great uh, year as a team. We fell a little short in the individual um state championship but I mean sophomore year lots of stress but definitely learned a lot and um yeah it was a good building block for uh, the following year well Caleb so. it certainly looked if you're looking at a step ladder you are definitely moving your way up 
And then right. as a junior, you didn't make the team. Yeah. What, what so happened junior, that year? Yeah. So junior year was really, and that's the thing about Sturgis wrestling. Like we were so deep, like RJV would win some of the local varsity tournaments. And it was in a situation where I started the year on varsity. Everything was fine. Um, I ended up getting fifth at, I want to say, no, I got fourth at Mandan. And Cody Wilson, a fellow teammate, mm-hmm. he was in my weight class oh, too. And oh. he ended up, yep, yep. He ended up getting fifth. You know, we both beat the same people. So it just made sense. Like, all right, we're going to have a wrestle off. And, uh, you know, Cody and I were pretty evenly matched, but he got the better hand on me. Our styles, his style was just, when we matched up, it was a little better than mine. So they were close matches. But yeah, so he beat me in wrestle offs, and, uh, and there was no, you know, animosity between us. We were teammates, good friends, but it was just one of those situations where we were just super deep. And yeah, I wrestled a good uh, portion of that year on JV. And that was definitely um, just a really hard pill to swallow. You know, you could have, you could have easily, you could have easily have walked away from the sport after that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it honestly, like it, never honestly crossed my mind wrestling is something that i've done my whole whole life and i knew if i was to walk away it'd be one of those things that i would you know regret it for the rest of my life so like there was just no way i know i couldn't quit but it was definitely definitely uh challenging but in hindsight it ended up kind of being a blessing in disguise and i mean just to give you a clue though like how it was like what was hard is like i knew that year i was more than likely a top five wrestler that year. And at the Cody ended up getting hurt at the end of the year, something with his finger, I believe. So I had to wrestle in the GDC conference, which is, which is the duel against all the Sioux Falls schools. And I ended up beating Shane Thomas that year, who ended up being the state runner up that year. So I don't say that to like sound boastful or anything but it just gives you it gives you an idea of like what the situation was like like we were just a deep team and I know that's really rare you know to have such a deep team where the guy who's on JV or whatnot is a strong wrestler too but but like I said um hats off to Cody he was the better wrestler than me that year but it definitely kind of lit a fire under me because I know I had a lot to prove to myself I had a, a lot of to prove to the Sturgis wrestling community um so that year I think right when uh when we won the state title that year that was the year that we didn't have any champions or no one even in the final so that was kind of a a rare thing but I just remember like the second that state tournament was done on Monday I was in the weight room like I was already just motivated for the next season I was going to be a senior and like I said I just had a a lot to prove to myself and I was uh, just really motivated um, come senior time. Cause I just, like I said, I had a lot to prove and I knew I belonged um, on that podium that year, but it was just one of those, those weird situations where it didn't really work out for me, but I was super proud of my teammates and everything, but I was definitely looking forward to the uh, following year. So. Well, in uh, 2006 as a senior, uh, you decided to go at one thirty. And uh, unfortunately, also wrestling 130 is four-time champion Dusty Wallraven of Huron (laughs) and Mike Engelhardt of Watertown, who only lost once 
that right. year. Uh, was was yeah. one thirty the your spot? Was that ready for you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, one twenty five was pretty stacked too. We had Scott Johnson there, and honestly, I wasn't really worried about who the other wrestlers were going to be in my bracket that year. My senior year, we were just so deep as a team. Like it was more so just kind of figuring out, okay, where can we all kind of balance out as a team and fill a spot on the team. I remember my first, or it was the first duel against Belfouche my senior year and we're warming up in the wrestling room and we're just jogging around, getting warmed up. And I'm just kind of looking over and I see Josh Kessler. I see Tyson Donovan, Clint Duprell, um, Scott Johnson, Sean Larson, Ryan Murphy, Danielson, Peck. And I just thought to myself, like, holy crap. Like, we are stacked right now. And, like, you know, we wouldn't let it get to our heads, but it just made us think, like, wow. Like, we have a team that is, like, super special and, like, pretty rare. We didn't really have that guy on the team where you looked at him and you thought, okay, he's going to be a state champion for sure. but we probably had like 11 out of the 14 guys that year. You probably figured that they'd be in the top five at least, you know? So like that was more so going into the year is this, I wasn't worried about Watertown here and anything like that. It was just making sure that we kind of all balanced out and we were able to kind of fill a weight together, but it ended up working out. And there was a lot of good memories from that senior year, just because, like I said, we were just so deep as a team, and it was something that I think is uh, pretty rare to have, like that many guys being so solid on that team. Well, so, you finished uh, mm-hmm. fifth that year, so here, here's here's a wrestler as a freshman, didn't get to state. Uh, you replaced winner the next year. You didn't make the team as a junior, but you came back and you placed in state as a senior. That's a, that's a great story, Caleb, of how easy someone could have just said, ah. Uh, you know what? I maybe not into it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when, uh, you get those setbacks, I think that's when, uh, it kind of truly defines your character. You could easily give up and feel sorry for yourself or you can kind of use it as a motivator. And that's what I tried to do. I just used it as motivation and fuel. And I was super, um, determined my senior year to just perform for my team, you know? Um, yeah, I got fifth. Um, to this day, I'm still a little bitter about that because my goal was top three, you know, never satisfied in Sturgis wrestling. You know, you always kind of think back and wish you could have won a few more matches, but yeah, fifth was, you know, it was good. But like I said, honestly, what was so fun about my senior year, it was always about the team, you know, like we knew we had something special that year. And the fact that we won it, uh, pretty convincingly at the state tournament, I mean, Honestly, that was the main goal for all of us. And it's something that we didn't really talk about a whole lot because we just kind of knew that that was the long-term goal. But we were really good about taking things just one week at a time. Coach Kez, he always stressed that, not to look too far ahead. But but that senior year, man, just the team camaraderie that we had and just how we just, not, again, not to sound boastful, but we just dominated everything that year. And it was this. Just definitely a fun senior campaign as a team just to uh, to win so many duels and tournaments that year and finish out on top as a team. I think that's obviously when I think back to wrestling, that's what I think of most is just that senior year and the dominance that we had over everyone. 
Caleb, you're now a teacher in, in Rapid City, and you're still active uh, in wrestling, right? Are you helping out with the, the middle schools in Rapid City? Yeah, so I'm actually um, a school counselor um, here in Rapid City, and I do coach wrestling uh, for Southwest Middle School. So I'm part of the Stevens Raider wrestling program, which I'll what? be honest, the first, <laughs> I know, right? The first year, this is my eighth year, the first year or two, that was, definitely a little weird you know Stevens they were our our main rivals in high school and whatnot so that was a little adjustment for me you know but I had the privilege of coaching with uh, Travis King for a couple years at Southwest Middle School and he's awesome great guy so um obviously you know I'm part of the Stevens Raider program a lot of those guys were um wrestlers that I coached in middle school so I obviously root for the Raiders but you know when you're a scooper, you're always going to have that scooper pad in you. So obviously, I always want them to do well, too. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us gain new listeners. This has been In Play with me, Craig Maddock. This is a production of South Dakota Public Broadcasting.